0: Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth, shifting you into higher consciousness, a show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, interviews with inspiring guests, experts, and celebrities, intuitive readings, channeled messages, mental health awareness, and hot topics to expand your awareness. Tune in for unprecedented truth, Authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hi everyone, this is Eden and Kim's here with me. This is Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. Thank you guys for coming back to listen to another episode. Uh it's just the two of us today.
1: Yes, happy new year, everyone. I think this is the first episode of the year. So happy new year, 2024. Yeah. And- that- sounds kind of crazy futuristic it's January so um (laughs) yeah and you know it's interesting like I know everybody has I feel like maybe like a year or two ago because it's going to be five years we've had this podcast this year which is crazy yeah um I can't believe that and um we talk about in the beginning of the year sometimes like you know things we want to manifest or whatever and so I like I get into it, but then I let go. I kind of set intentions and desires because I like desire better than goal and then come up with a word of the year, but then I kinda let go and go, All right, like let me just allow and see what comes in. Mm-hmm. So I have a kind of a balance of both. So my my word of the year is wow, because yeah. my intention this year is to have more jump up and down, excited, wow experiences, like where mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, feeling alive, more, you know, more alive than excitement. Excitement, yeah. Yeah. Um so that's my big my big word of the year. Do you feel like you have one or no?
0: Yeah, I chose one. Um unlimited.
1: Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like
0: that. and I think that it for me what came up first when I thought about it was like freedom from you know being in the I don't know, where I've been for a while. <laughs> um which is just kind of like a just a, a low place. So I'm just, I want to be free from a lot of that and just like allow possibilities to happen. All the things that are, you know, destined for me um, and just be open to it all. So it's just unlimited possibilities. I like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I feel like there's, I do feel like just talking to people and um, I've already spoken a couple of times at groups this year. And I feel like there's like a different type of energy with people where they're, really in the belief of this could be the best year. Like it's, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like a lot of people that I've talked to, including friends and clients have said, oh, it was a hard year. It was like a building year. And now it's like the opening two. It's a, it's an eight year, right? So yeah. Yeah. The year of the eight. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two, and four add up to eight, which is God. Yeah. Um, What else is eight? Well, I mean, the, what they, the
0: story behind that is, um, or the belief is that, Um, we've worked so hard up until now, um, especially like last year. Um, and now we get to reap the rewards from all the work that we did this year. So I'd like to believe that's true and consider it to be a magical year. So far it's been rough (laughs) just with (laughs) like physically, um, getting sick. And that was a really hard getting sick. Like a lot of people are, have been getting, and then I had like, um, something happened after a dental procedure and it was rough, but I think Mm -hmm. it's, it's turning around now. Um, And believe it or not, I, well, this is how I operate all the time. When something like that happens, I'm always open to learning the lesson in it. Mm -hmm. So um, I learned some things. Yeah. Yeah. I got to be more connected to myself and learn how to take better care of myself and listen to the body and, um, yeah, instead of going into like fear and fight and flight. So mm-hmm. it was helpful actually. So
1: hopefully that's part of the magic. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I think that that's a good one because everybody, everybody gets sick once in a while in their life. Uh-huh. And most of the time everyone gets really down and depressed about it and feels panicky or, Oh my God, is this going to, you feel like it's going to last forever. Or what if it lasts for a month and you're like, yeah. I'm missing things. And, you know, it just makes you kind of spiral. Instead of going, okay, this is a chance for me to rest, tune into my body. There is a purpose behind it. I can find the gifts. Like, we don't have to find the gifts. But if you do decide to, usually there's always something. Yep. There is. Yeah. <laughs> and I it's interesting because I, I really, I know this sounds kind of cliche, but since the new year, I have felt like a different person in that I really am feeling the culmination of all the challenges I went through and the gifts that came from them, as Mm -hmm. well as just the years of experience I've accumulated. And I think even doing this show, talking to that many people, it's like 200 episodes of like conversations of so much depth and information, all of that combined. I just am seeing a difference in how I'm doing client meetings and speaking and, and just in my normal life and I'm enjoying everything more. Oh yeah. I think even the podcast,
0: when we first started out, we thought we needed to be perfect. We had mm-hmm. a script that we went by. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in my head a, a lot <laughs> and not that we don't care at all, but no, I think it's, it's heart centered, more heart centered
1: now. Yeah. Well, and confident. Like I, I think that's a big one is that I've always, I've been confident for many years, but I feel like I have a new level of confidence and it's more of a confidence of being comfortable with who I am completely in my own skin, like authentic. And like, I am not usually in my head when I'm on here or talking to people or speaking or whatever. I'm leading with my heart and listening. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to learn. Like it took a long time to learn that. I think I was trying to impress
0: or prove yeah. something, probably prove something. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But now I just yeah we're we're probably just more comfortable in our in our our own skin, um, and it's comfortable.
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like I see that in you. I feel like you've come so far.
0: <laughs> I had to go a
1: lot further than you
0: <laughs> in this. <laughs> I started out way behind. <laughs> Well, you had
1: never done anything like that, so I think no. that's huge because now you're a pro. So anyway, oh. well, um, well, so <laughs> I'm just I'm excited to see what comes in this year. Lots of excitement and adventures, and um, I'm excited because Glenn from the Imperfectly Perfect campaign, he's coming out into LA, and we're going to go to this VIP event that's exciting in February together. So that's fun. Well, it's, uh, we'll be able to it's- talk about
0: that. Yeah, it's an Imperfectly Perfect campaign event. Right. Yes, and he's celebrating. They have a um, a book that you are in, a part yeah. of this book that just came out. Did it just get come out?
1: Uh-huh, it's out. Yeah, the Imperfectly Perfect campaign, volume one.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we will yeah. shout out for that. And yeah, so we will come back and talk to you guys about this event that we're getting to go to. Um, It should be great we get to dress yeah, up whatever. and
1: red whatever. carpet red carpet dressing up yeah yeah so um so let's talk about before we go into we're going to be talking today about some forms of people pleasing and some examples of people pleasing because i think that's still a top thing with people and not just regular cliche people pleasing but trying too hard or forcing yeah. things um or what happens when someone ghosts you things like that. Um, But we wanted to talk about anything current going on, you know, with pop culture or in the news. And one of the things that came up was the Gypsy Rose story. And Eden, I know you followed it a lot more than me. So can you explain it a little bit?
0: Well, I think there's something in that, in her story that is um, people pleasing as well. That's just one label you could put on it. Um, And, it was gosh. There's so many details that are just—it's hard to watch. Um, but they had a special on, like a three-night special on Lifetime Channel. I'm sure you can go back and watch it. But but she's all over now. She's in the news and she's on the Nick vial podcast now, and she's she's getting her um, 15 minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, she's she became famous from from what she went through in her life. But basically. Um, She went through as from I don't remember the age, but from a very young age, she was abused by her mother in the way of um, uh, I guess they diagnose it as I'm going to see if I can say it right. Munchausen by proxy. Yes, and so just I guess that's just where the mom made her think that there was something wrong with her, and I think for a while she believed it um and then after i don't know at what age but i didn't watch enough of it to be able to know these details so i may be wrong in some of this but i know that she um went along with it and the lie just kept getting worse and worse where they had um at one point they because she was in a wheelchair which she didn't need to be in one but they had um habitat for humanity came out and built them a house
1: with a ramp for her Wait, to- because because her they felt sure her mom was making up that her daughter was sick all the time. So they believed it and then they okay. felt like they were struggling. So they built them a house. <laughs> they built them a house.
0: And Absolutely. I just I I, Skylar just texted me because she's here on on Zoom with us. And she said, no, actually, correcting me, Gypsy did not know that it was a lie. I thought there was. a oh. point. I thought there was a point that she did know, but I don't know. She had- thought she was sick. See, that's the, the whole time else. she. Sorry, the whole time she thought she was sick up until it got revealed to her in a way I don't remember. Okay. And but wow. pretty much her entire life, she actually thought she was sick, and they even put her on on medications that uh, for the things that they told her she was sick for, but also for things to make her have the actual symptoms of things she was sick for okay that's wow uh, yeah and so she had several surgeries that's crazy. and and the mom was receiving money and gifts from all these different um <laughs> like the i think it was the um lymphoma society and it just just she that's how they lived and i i think she got older and she tried to escape a couple times because i think at that point she knew it, this, this wasn't right but she mm-hmm. was afraid of her mom um so that's where I believe, like, the people-pleasing came in. Like, she just kind of went along with things because the fear of, mm-hmm. you know, whatever her mom threatened her with. But it's just awful to watch. But um, ultimately, I think, Skylar, tell me if it, <laughs> if you know this detail. I think it was her boyfriend at the time killed the mother? Uh, yeah, they were both in on it. But her boyfriend is the one that actually killed her.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so
0: she, that's the only way she got away from it.
1: So they went to jail, right? Yes, they were both in jail. And yeah. now they're out.
0: Yes, she's out now.
1: That is a crazy, you know, it reminds me of the movie. It's not real, but the movie Bubble Boy. Do you guys know that? Yeah,
0: movie? that's a John Travolta.
1: And, no. Oh, we oh, had one too. That's Boy but in no. the Bubble.
0: Boy in the Boy Bubble. Boy in the
1: Bubble. But that was, he really was sick in that movie. No, there was oh. a movie called Bubble Boy. And it's like oh. hilarious. And it was Jake Gyllenhaal starred in it when he wasn't quite as big. And it has like John Lovitz and all these like funny people in it. Oh. And um, I think John Lovitz. But anyway, it's about um, the mom had that and she pretended he was sick and kept him in a bubble so that he would stay close to her and she'd have control of him. And yeah. he realized, so he escapes, but he's in the bubble still. And it's, <laughs> it's just, he thinks he still needs to be in the bubble. Oh. And, and he doesn't realize. And then all of a sudden the bubble's away and he's like, I'm okay. I don't need to be in the bubble. So it's, but it's like in a comedy way. Yeah. yeah. But it's still the same thing where the mom, you know, yeah. there's probably a lot more cases of oh, that yeah, than, yeah. than anyone knows because it's such a lie that people don't realize or find out till later. You know, it's so strange.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, psychological. Something was obviously off. Right. So, yeah. So that was interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. To, yeah. Um,
0: So, So, yeah, we we wanted wanted to talk about –
1: yeah, go ahead. Some (laughs) examples. We wanted to give some examples of different people-pleasing stories. Do you want to do yours first? So, okay, I have a story with
0: a a client. I'm not going to share the name. That was quite eye-opening and fascinating. She learned so much from this reading that I got to do with her. Um, So, first, what got channeled, what I channeled, for her in the beginning was that she's a really big people pleaser. Um, and she knows that about herself. So it was just a confirmation. Um, and then talking about a little bit, I was channeling more and it was saying that she's not able to sleep through the night. She just has the hardest time sleeping. Um, so then it brings up um, we need to have you look at your childhood. So they bring up a couple different ages. So one was when she was 12 years old. So the number 12 came in and said, "Look back at 12 and what happened when you were 12." Um, <clears throat> and um, basically, the story around that is that her her brother took his life when she was 12. Um, but uh, what she what came through was that he um, at the time that night asked her to stay up with him all night. So that he wouldn't kill himself to keep mm-hmm. him alive. And she, I think she just didn't believe him and, mm-hmm. or, or take it seriously, you know. And she was only 12 um, and she went to sleep. And then he, she woke up and he passed away. He mm-hmm. took his life. That's so, yeah. And and so with that, um, he um, or she took on without even knowing ever since she took on this guilt Um, That had she stayed up with him, that he would still be alive. Um, And so Mm -hmm. from that, she became a people pleaser because she wanted to save everyone. Like it was like this deep seated need to make sure that everybody was always okay. Right. Uh, Yeah. And also they asked her to go back to when she was four years old at a time. um, What I channeled was that she was driving in a car and she had a lot of fear in this car ride. So what happened was um, she was driving in a car at four years old and she had, Oh, and I also got um, that there was a name associated with this story um, that started with an SH.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Okay. So um, then I got, um, Oh no, then she, proceeded to tell me what happened it was that she was four driving in the car and all of a sudden something hit her where it's really scary to be in on this car ride and she's like crying and mommy I need to get out of the car I can't I can't I'm gonna fall out of the car and she just had this great fear that she was gonna fall out Mm -hmm. so then mom shares with her that um two months before she was born um the client was born she had a cousin there was a cousin that passed away who was a young child from falling out of a car wow her cousin's name started with an sh i'm not going to say the name yeah <laughs> okay wow and so the cousin was the one that was coming through mm-hmm. and she was trying to acknowledge for this lady that she had carried taken on her fear um, but what had happened to her when she died that time in the car and when she fell out and and so it wasn't even hers at all, but she knew like for the rest of her life, she had this fear and she the cousin also said to her that you have had this underlying sadness all your life and that's not yours either. Mm. That was that was hers. And it was because she didn't get to live her life. Mm-hmm. She died as a child and. Um, so the client took on someone else's pain and suffering, um, but she thought it was her own. She didn't know what was wrong with her, mm-hmm. and and so she just knew or didn't even have the conscious awareness of this. But she she knew she again she needed to save everyone she could in her regular life. Yeah, right. As, as she grew up, um, so which which turned into like a terrible case of people pleasing yeah uh, yeah so it also so going back to the brother uh, that's why we put it all together that's why she couldn't she just has a hard time sleeping now because she mm-hmm. has the, the
1: guilt that she went to sleep that night, she should have stayed night. up. Okay, yeah. She yeah yeah, yeah. Um, wow so what was the solution like did they because it's so amazing that you can in a session with you you can channel like, basically, a therapy session in that she gets out all these answers, like, and it helps her. Um, and they're very deep that no one else would know or figure out. You know what I mean? No. Because yeah, she because
0: by spirit. Right. And they, yeah, in my sessions, the spirit has a really great way of being able to get to the root of what's going on with someone um, that most of the time you can go to therapy for many years and never Mm -hmm. get to that place. Um, so it happens very fast. It could be an hour in one hour. We could get this information that could change someone's life. Oh yeah. yeah. It was
1: like that for my dad. Remember? Yeah. He's like, he's like, I feel like I went to 10 years of therapy and it was one hour.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So for her, she, um, we, we, we talked through, we went back to the inner child and talk through some of that with with the inner child and listen to the inner child let her have a voice and when she was able to put the pieces together it helped her to know like okay i can't just tell myself to stop being a people pleaser i know it's wrong i know it's not healthy for me but the 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 knowing of how to stop doing it was going to have to come from having this knowledge
1: mm-hmm. oh yeah for sure yeah Even so she knows.
0: yeah so some of it was like to um you have to let go on and there's different ways to let go of this, um, like cut cords with the cousin whose mm-hmm. energy she took on or whose pain she took on. So as she had to do some releasing of that and it could be more than one session it, there and there's all different ways of, you know, doing it with me or with other mm-hmm. people, but that now she knows what she needs to do with that. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. she needs to forgive herself for what yeah. happened
1: with the brother. So yeah, it was yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's interesting with the forgiving yourself because that I was working with someone that it came up that they, you know, we, we tried to get to the very, you know, intricate part of what was causing her distress. And she's like, it's regret. And so then I said, Okay, but wait a minute, what's at the what's let's figure out what's behind the regret. And it was unforgiveness towards self, and that she hurt herself. And it was just based on like, staying with a negative husband. But it could be like this girl could be like she has unforgiveness because she hurt herself by not staying with the brother, even though it was just part of her journey and part of her path and she had no ill intention. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. But and if he, It was pleasing, unconscious. You, it's unconscious. Yeah. 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 But people pleasing like that's such a good thing for people listening to do and any of us to do when we're kind of catching ourselves, like maybe we're people pleasing. Am I like, it really helps to go, wait a minute. Why am I doing this? Like, because if you're doing it out of obligation or you're doing it because you feel like you have to, or you should, then usually there's something behind it. And I grew up like that where I had some issues as a kid where kids made fun of me and abandoned me. And, you know, we're not your friends anymore and like really traumatic stuff to me at the time. And after that for years, I would just latch on to people and like try so hard to make sure they would do something with me. So, I was so scared of people abandoning me again, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was people pleasing because I was pushing myself on people or, or just being friends with whoever would be my friend just to make sure I had friends.
0: Yeah. Instead of now, like, I think I'm just now coming to this. Like I've always, I've known it for a long time, but now I just, I'm finally aligned with this. Like, i guess acceptance of it which is that like i want people around me who appreciate me who want to make an effort to be okay. in my life
1: that's a really good point <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah or um or this um my friend um and one of my business partners Kyle Wilson and some of you might know um one of the greatest speakers is Jim Rohn and he's who taught Tony Robbins and Kyle was Jim Rohn's 18 year partner but he says Um, instead of trying to get people to like you, I think he he learned this from one of his mentors. Instead of trying to get people to like you, pay attention and give love to those, those who are already present in your life. Like, Mm -hmm. because we work so hard like to, oh, we already have those people, so we're fine. And instead of paying attention, then we try to get more people, which not everyone, but that's like a common thing. Mm -hmm. Like we want to be liked by everyone instead of like, let me nurture, let me have my five close friends and just nurture those. And then see, you know, who comes in naturally, you know, who flows. That's mm-hmm. it. And also like my daughter Nia said it the other day and I was like, Wow, that's a good question. She goes, Hmm, I'm trying to figure out who my top few friends are. And she goes, Okay, who knows me the best? Mm-hmm. And it made me think, I'm like, Oh, that's such a good question. Like, yeah. And I, I said to Eden, I said, Out of out of all the people in my life besides my family, she Eden, Eden knows me the best. You know? And so it's interesting when you ask yourself that question.
0: Well, she's what is she? Eleven years old. Yeah. Okay, you're doing something right because instead <laughs> of her, because she could have easily said, "Who likes me the most?" Those uh, are my top my those are my top three. But she didn't. She said, "Who knows me the most?"
1: Mm-hmm. That's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I use that after I go. It's funny how the simplest questions sometimes make people have a breakthrough, and you're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, what if I?" looked at my friendships that way you know because obviously if if you know me the best I'm giving you that much time and intimate conversations and stuff like that like so there is some sort of you know strong bond there like and so that's how she was looking at it that's great I
0: I feel like I'm you know I'm looking at that differently too it makes me appreciate when someone does make an effort like if they just text me and say how are you that is a big deal they're trying. They do want to mm-hmm. know. They care. Um, instead of what I've done a lot of over the years is is like, oh, I have to make sure I maintain this friendship or this relationship. So I have to keep reaching out to them and making sure they're okay. Look, mm-hmm. I'm being a good friend. And in yeah. the meantime, it wasn't being recipro- reciprocated. So I'm different now in that. Um, not that I feel like people have to be at the same level or anything like that or see like have the same um points of view on things but it's just like let's be equal as far as like give and take mm-hmm. and putting some
1: your your energy in just right. reciprocal. Energy. like reciprocal yeah. like you said reciprocal well and i think it's not like you have a score sheet and you're like okay i texted them three times and they only texted me once forget it like it's not like that yeah but i think it's enough of an ebb and flow and like a, where the where the friendship feels equal and that you're both making an effort. It doesn't have to be exactly equal, but just enough no. to where you're feeling, you're feeling right in it. There's not this like, oh, well, they're not responding to me after two texts. Like they must not care, you know, or they're too busy or whatever. And I think, you know, you might, you might want to have this ebb and flow where you're like, okay, I'm not going to force any friendships, but I am still going to make an effort. So for example, over New Year's, I just felt, like I wanted to, I sent, or it was Christmas or New Year's, I sent out texts to the people that mean a lot to me. And I just, you know, said Merry Christmas or Happy New Year or whatever. And then I said to some of them, I was like, hopefully we can hang out soon or let's go to dinner to certain people. Mm-hmm. And there I feel like I made my effort. So now the ball is in their part if they feel like they want to, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I'm not but- going to keep on forcing it and go, Hey, you didn't respond. When do you want to go out to dinner? You know what I mean? And I, wonder if are
0: you I don't think I don't see you doing this but it reminds me of something I used to do it would be okay well now it's been 10 days and they haven't responded oh my gosh they don't like me oh my gosh I they don't want to be my friend anymore like I, I would, oh no I yeah. haven't even thought about who
1: I <laughs> I kind of yeah. forgot who I even texted. Yeah. yeah yeah I did I used to do that though I used yeah. to think all of a sudden I would think the worst and I think I think we get in the habit of that like overthinkers do that like Like, um, my daughter does that, like, she'll, she'll, one of my daughters does that where she'll like, I'll say something and she'll automatically think like, wait, did I do something wrong? And I'm like, no, like, and she's overthinking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I had a client, I I have a client, people pleasing story as well. And I think a lot of people might um, relate to this example. So this client, no name, but she actually had two examples that a lot of people listening will relate to with people pleasing. So the first one is she had a girl or has a girlfriend for like 40 years for her whole life, almost like since they were young and they do everything together and they're very close friends. But she said, you know, she's been evolving and kind of changing and becoming a little bit deeper and like more setting boundaries. And so she's noticing more things. If someone has kind of a strange behavior or drama or whatever. And this friend has had this habit. She said, pretty much off and on through their whole friendship where every once in a while she'll just kind of pick a fight and be like, whatever and ignore her and not tell her why she's angry and like, stop talking to her. And my poor client is going, I have zero idea what I did. I don't know if I said something in the wrong tone and she's not speaking to me. And so I said, does this person have a trauma? And she says, yeah, she has a lot of trauma. So a lot of times that happens when someone's trying to be in control or maintain some sort of, control over someone. Mm-hmm. And that's her feeling of not feeling in chaos, maybe yeah. her childhood or her trauma was chaos. It's not yeah. a normal, healthy way, but it's a, a common thing. So my client's normal way would have been to kind of kiss up to her and go, please tell me what's wrong. And let's talk. And what did I do? And she told me, she goes, I realized I didn't do anything. And I don't want I'm sick of it. And <laughs> I'm just going to let it be. And just, see what happens and then tell her if she does contact me that I don't want to deal with this anymore. Mm. So she's finally stopping the people pleasing cycle. Um, And all these years she has people pleased her and said, Oh, are you okay? What's wrong? What did I do? When it really, she knows it really wasn't her fault. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: That's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. She's in a healthier place.
1: And there's a lot of people that have that kind of experience. And then, and then the other one quickly is, that she has ailing parents. And this one is hard because if you have someone like like a close friend or an aunt or parents or best friend or whatever who's like passing away or like really ill and they need tons of attention and care, then sometimes it's sort of like people pleasing because you're going above and beyond and you're depleting yourself. But so she's doing that for one of her family members. But she says, in this case, I'm very aware of it. Sometimes I get a little bit bitter or you know sick of it because it's very hard to be a caregiver but she's like what if that person passes away and then I look back and said I wasn't there to help them so for her it's very important so I think in some cases that is kind of a form of people pleasing but it's a necessity
0: yeah I don't know if it's people pleasing I actually because I think it's it's a good thing to do like that you because I get this a lot with clients that They they want to either mend the relationship so that, you know, before the person passes, they don't have survivor's guilt um, or, you know, they just want to do everything they can to avoid the the survivor's guilt, I guess. But I don't know. Maybe that is a little people pleasy. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. a good question. Um, Right.
1: Yeah. Well, I think if it's someone you really love, I Mm -hmm. wouldn't feel like I'm people pleasing because I'm not, I'm wanting in my heart to do it, even though I may feel depleted. And I think that's the thing with caregivers is they have caregivers like burn out and they feel, they start to accidentally feel bitter about what they're doing, even though they know it's meant to be because they're just so burned out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's come up a lot too in uh, sessions where, they realize they have to spend the money instead of have it left over for them to get the caregiver so that they don't end up with resentment when the person is ends up passing away. Cause it happens mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. So that they can just have love between them and, mm-hmm. and then let someone else be the caretaker. That's ideal. Oh, you know that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting.
1: So, yeah. But so what
0: they- if
1: the person doesn't want to care? that's a common thing no definitely
0: and they don't maybe sometimes can't afford to get one and then and then i see it a lot of them end up with resentment or burnout Yeah. yeah yeah
1: so do you i'm curious like i've asked you before about you said that when people that have had dementia or alzheimer's come through they remember some of the things that people have said to them and you know even though they act like they are not conscious they are listening So is that the same? Do you ever have people who passed away of like something where they were pretty sedated on morphine or whatever and people are talking to them? Do they remember what the people say? Oh, yeah. That's so interesting. Like, I think that's so important for people to know.
0: It's not only because, um, how do I put this? Because sometimes, and I don't know if some people may or may not believe what I'm about to say, but that they, they are able to leave the body before they actually, their body, you know, transitions. Um, So they're also watching what's happening Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. they die. That's another way for them to know what took place. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times they'll come through and say things like, "Um, I know that George was holding my hand and he sang me our favorite song. You know, that happens a lot. So they get to Mm -hmm. confirm, confirm, you know, the, the, the events.
1: Right. Circumstances. So, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's so interesting. Or they remember like, they'll, they'll even though they're passed out or like they pass out before they die, they remember like how they, what they were doing when, what was going on when they were passed out type of thing too.
0: Yeah. And I, again, I don't know if it's because they are unconscious, but they still have this awareness because that is the case.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but there's also, it's also because when someone transitions, they, when they pass away, they're able to see everything. They know what happened just because of that, too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So no yeah. question. It's they know.
1: All right. Well, so what about, I think in some ways, this could be related to people-pleasing, too. What about situations where someone ghosts you? And some people, when that happens, might beg for the person to come back or be so upset and try everything and like feel depressed about it and then some people are just like oh they ghosted me and maybe even we've ghosted someone you know like it us us talking about this the other day I thought about it and I'm like oh my god I think I've done that to someone because <laughs> <You have. laughs> well because kind of because I remember there was someone I was friends with and they started to get very negative and drama and complaining and it was really depleting and I tried so hard like five times in a row and they just we're like almost like a different person. Mm-hmm. And I knew that if I sat down and talked to them about it, they weren't going to change. Like I could just tell mm-hmm. so it was easier to just kind of like start to cut ties and back away. And then I remember I started to kind of go, well, maybe I should give them another chance. And they called me and told me off. And oh, so then that made me go, forget it. Like now I really don't want to, you know, move forward in this because they showed me how they still are. Um, so I kind of did that. I don't usually do that. Um, and then I've had someone do that to me. And, and it was funny because that person that did that, I, I had realized that they had been acting really catty and negative and talking crap about people. And I had started to feel kind of like backing away anyway. And then they ghosted me for no reason. I still don't know the reason. And I thought I was going to get really sad and I felt lighter and better. (laughs) that they were not in my life anymore yeah yeah well, I, didn't, I didn't get sad that that's
0: good that's like best case scenario i guess when yeah it happens but most of the time it's you don't know why they're doing it and some people just which has happened to me you rack your brain to try to figure out why mm-hmm. um and sometimes you just never know you never get to find out
1: um, yeah and so how do you handle that
0: <laughs> yeah um well one thing i want to say is you know, there's the, this, the belief that when something like that happens, it's the universe saying like kind of protecting us because they're, we are no longer aligned with that person. Um, so, or you know, giving you
1: space for something else. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. To make room for what's meant for you. Um, but it's hard to accept that hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's. I think what's, helpful is to be able to look at, okay, what do I need to learn about this? What have I been doing to attract this situation to happen to me? Um, cause we can't change the other person. Um, so and often that's our go-to like we first thing we want to do is try to fix it or, um, make the other person understand and, you know, try to ask questions. Um, But it's probably the best is to just focus on, okay, what's the lesson in this for me? Mm -hmm. What, you know, this, this is going to help me grow. How is it going to help me grow? What do I need to know so I could grow from this? Um, And not hold on the, the holding on part is excruciating. Um, So we want to find ways to give ourselves what we need um, instead of trying to get it from that other person. Um, Yeah. So, but it's, it, it could be like a long process or some people are more self-assured and confident and know their worth and their value already. And, and it's not that hard to let it go. Um, but right. when it, when it is hard, it, it could be because we um, we need to learn how to love ourselves more
1: and, you know, learn uh, our worth, what our worth. Like a lesson in that. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think even like what we were talking about with the friendships, like sometimes you might need to cut a friendship or stop it or end it. And you might feel, even though you know it's for the best and that it'll make your life easier or better, like that person's not aligned with you anymore, you might still go through some sort of grief or guilt or feel weird for a while, like because suddenly you have space where that person was in your life.
0: That's actually a good point that I overlooked, which is, you still, along with everything I just said, still get to have your feelings about it.
1: Mm-hmm. And it is
0: something that you might need to grieve. Yeah. Because it is a
1: loss. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think everyone experiences different things with friendships and to, to realize that we sometimes outgrow friendships or friendships change dynamics. Um, you become closer to certain people. But I have learned to just really like let go and just go okay who feels like who do I feel like it's just ease and grace and flow to regularly talk to or hang out with who do I feel like it's supposed to be just like once in a while and that kind of thing it really helps if you just really go with your heart instead of what should be like this is my friendship for 30 years so we still have to hang out even though we've outgrown each other well no you might hang out with them less you know and there's different two different things. One is like if you're ghosted by someone Mm
0: -hmm. and you don't know why, then that's harder to get over Mm
1: -hmm. than
0: if you realize the other other way uh, or possibility is that we just you are are aware you are aware that you're you're changing and and you're different and the relationship isn't the same. And you're willing
1: to it's easier to let it go when Mm -hmm. you're just sort of growing apart much different. You know, I was reading about Billy Baldwin, Alec Baldwin's brother, and Chyna Phillips. Um, They've been married for like 38 years or something. And she was doing an interview and she was being honest. And she's like, you know, 35 or 38 years. She's like, we've had such a good marriage and we're so strong. She goes, but the last year or so has been our difficult year. And we separated for six months, but now we're back together. And then they were like, well, what do you think it was? And she goes... I got immersed in Christianity and it wasn't how I was before. And he was tripping out on that. Like he was Mm -hmm. like, who are you? And I guess they had to find a happy medium with like, she got really religious and he was not. Mm -hmm. So, and that's interesting because um, I watched married at first sight, like some of the seasons. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I noticed that the people have the biggest trouble with is if they're different religions or different views of spirituality. Like they have so much trouble. Like it makes, it kind of makes or break it sometimes. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, whereas friendship's not, I don't think as much because you're not living, you know, 24-7 with that person.
0: Yeah, oh, that's different. But it's, you know, then we go into the the conversation about acceptance. (laughs) You know, accepting the person for who they are. Not Mm -hmm. trying to change them. Yeah. Right. But also not just leaving or ghosting them because they changed.
1: Right, right. And that's what, you know, instead work with it and compromise and like figure out a happy medium because there's no such thing. I mean, there are some people who never change, but most of the time people evolve and change. And unless you evolve and grow together as friends or partners or whatever, there's going to be some bumps in the road, but it's a matter of like how dedicated you are to the relationship and then, okay, let's make it work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like with me and my husband, um, we both used to drink alcohol together. He still drinks alcohol, but not as much. Um, And it was weird at first because he's like, oh, my God, you don't drink anymore. And I don't want to drink. I have no desire. Like, I just am totally good. Like, I don't need it. And um, and so it changed some dynamics because of like certain things we used to do together. It's just different. We still do them. But. Now I don't feel it anymore, but the first year or so, I felt like this is weird because it was so new and different. And so we worked together to kind of figure out like what, you know, are you, you know, are you comfortable now? Like what's going on? How do you feel? And like, you know, that kind of thing. So it is interesting, just simple little things like that could still change, make you feel change, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, we're supposed to change and grow.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm, I'm happy that I have so um well i guess that's it so um i'm feeling like i want to this is funny i'm getting like another intuitive thing i'm feeling like i want to pull a card for the audience can i do that oh yeah you have them with you i have on i have like tons of cards oracle cards um Mm -hmm. at home but i have them on my phone on apps too
0: oh okay yeah Mm -hmm. so
1: i will pull from there's a deck called the mandala deck and mandalas are usually used to meditate like you stare at them to meditate um so i'm going to say what is the message for 2024 for whoever is listening okay okay so it says reflections go within and reflect on your intentions divine timing is at play you need stillness don't rush around forgetting about the simple things in life Just like a bear hibernates, you are asked to be still and reflective in the winter until the perfect time to act presents itself. Rest, relax, and be sure you know what you truly desire. Chances are things have changed quite a bit for you and others, but you've been too busy to notice. And then it just says, take some time for contemplation, trust in divine timing, and dreams will start to manifest in the winter months. Which is, it's it's now winter, so... That's perfect. And it's talked about change.
0: Things are changing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So very cool. Well when you
0: hold on. Wait, when you asked that question out loud to the Uh card to the cards, um, I got (laughs) I don't know what this means though. I got to live in the naked truth.
1: Oh. You know what? Maybe you got it because um so one of the questions I've been asking. And, and I spoke to a big group today and they loved, they had me like repeat it. And, and the whole owner of the company had me send the questions because he said they were so powerful. And so the three, so this is actually good. I'm going to give you guys reflection questions to all do It's just three questions. So the first one is um, what do I want to step into or who do I want to step into? So like, oh. who do you oh. want to become? Who do you want to step oh. into? Wait yeah. Another person. No, like what, Who do you want to become? Like, you know, like for me, I might say I, I am like, it could be what you already are, but you want to become even better. Like, so I could say I want to be a wiser, intuitive um, life coach and speaker or something like that. Um, Then the second one is what is your truth? Mm. So let yourself just answer that. What is your truth? And then the last one is what do I need to shift or change to become those things? So Mm. maybe nothing, but like most people have something. And so it's interesting because most of you, when you say, what is your truth? A lot of people are so programmed and they'll say their job. You know, they'll just be like, oh, yeah, because I'm a fireman. And you're like, no, that's just what you do. But what are you? And so I gave the example of I am a light for myself and others. I am divinely connected. I am compassionate. I'm a good listener. I am in love with nature, you know, just like that kind of thing. That's my truth, part of my truth. And then living it with being naked. and Right. <laughs> Just letting out who you are without holding back. Because when you hold yes. back, yes. you're punishing yourself. And that's that's like people-pleasing. You're people-pleasing the world, and you're holding your truth back. And really what that's doing is it's creating some bitterness, like Skylar taught in one of her recent videos. You're, you're creating a trapped emotion of feeling angry or bitter at yourself because you're not letting out your truth or you are people-pleasing. Yeah It all went back to people pleasing. (laughs) So, all right. Well, everyone, thank you for listening. And um, if you want to book, we have to do this every once in a while. So, if you want to book a session with Eden, go to edensustin.com. If you want to book a session with me, go to kimlifecoach.com and let us know how you like this episode. And happy new year! And see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you for
0: listening to Talk Purpose and Truth podcast. Find out more at talkpurposeandtruth.com. And follow us at Talk Purpose Truth on Instagram and Facebook.